got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Guys, what's going on? Jab here, and in today's video, we are going to be talking about Ethereum because, as you probably know, the long awaited EIP 1559 update is coming out none other than tomorrow. In fact, we are expecting that it is going to be dropping in a little under 24 hours. And I think I know that it's had a major impact on the price action over the last 13 days. We've just went through 12 green days in a row, which I'll be honest, if we had 12 green days, the world would be a much better place. But I digress. This is the longest update trend that we have ever seen in the history of Ethereum consistently without any red candlesticks breaking it up. And today, we've had a small correction. We talked about how we expected that there would be a correction on Bitcoin and Ethereum, so we're going to be covering both of those topics in today's video and a little bit later on in the stream. We're also going to open the floor for any questions and answers regarding EIP-1559 because I know you guys have a lot of questions and we want to be able to be the source to provide you those answers. we got a great stream lined up for you today. We're really looking forward to it. Make sure to smash that like button even before we get started started and subscribe to the channel we go live 9 30 eastern standard time every single day i am joined as always by my co-host and your president kind of crypto tim what's up everybody new name in chat so uh don't at the crypto beard because he is dead oh so, yeah what happened to crypto beard uh changed the name no one no one really references that one anymore that's true Didn't really fit well joshua anymore. haynes does when he says hashtag cut the, the beard, beard isn't the going tree. away just the name you yeah know, so. i heard that someone was asking for you uh someone was asking beard advice of you what yeah, do you got i for have us? none absolutely i i really? jokingly said egg yolk and coffee creamer but i that's thought you not i thought you like wash it in milk i wish no i you know, the truth is my beard like i think i've seen this on the stream before i honey it do. wasn't really that impressive until about a year ago no. it was actually pretty stupid like let's see i'm 27 now so it really it wasn't stupid if i kept it short like if i kept it around the length that like jebs was it was okay mm -hmm. but if i tried to grow it out it was kind of ugly uh my brother i don't know why at the age of 18 had like a thick like 45 year old Which man brother? beard my yeah. older brother steven 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 gotcha yeah caleb's still working on his i was gonna but, say uh, caleb's still working on his i don't think yeah, I, don't it's think not it, caleb. I didn't think you meant caleb we love caleb but i don't think you Met Caleb. Yeah, no. Uh, Lay Bishop, I'm not shaving the beard. Uh, so that's, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Unfortunately. Hey, we also actually had. Um a super chat earlier, which we will read in a second. But Tim, yes. for everybody who is wondering, because I'm sure there are people wondering why I keep calling you president. Why are you called the president? Why am I called the president? Actually, I mean, <laughs> do you remember like where you got the president? I, I mean, from? it was it was you a were, whole joke that like you were for the back people. when I did not have a clue as to what was happening <laughs> in crypto, and I didn't know how to read any charts whatsoever. So like when we first started doing like like kind of predictions, this is kind of what birthed the price prediction like yeah. thing that we do now. Yeah, was people like Jeb would give his like opinions on what was happening later in the week. Mm -hmm. People would do their own opinions, and literally all I did was take what people were saying in chat, and I made that my opinion and made that my vote so i oh, really? I didn't know that the people i was yeah so that's uh, funny then i yeah well we are also joined as always by our mute friend smay how are you doing smay we should be getting a microphone for him I soon over the light, by the way. i knocked over the light oh my gosh let's fix that oh. darn fixed it 
Awesome. Well, guys, like I said, we got a great show lined up for you today. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to jump on to the Ethereum chart. If you missed our technical analysis on Bitcoin yesterday, then I encourage you to go back and watch that. I talked about yesterday how I was expecting for a pullback between $36,500 and $38,500. We pulled down right in the middle of that, which was where I was talking about, to the 38.2% Fibonacci retracement level on the hourly chart at $37,500. So Bitcoin is pulled back roughly the way that we expected it. Uh, expected that it would. And here on Ethereum, we've got a similar story. I talked about how there were really two major possibilities for Ethereum. Either one, it has a correction today, which is what happened, or two, we continue rallying until the fourth, and then we have a correction on the fourth. Here's the thing, guys. Out on the daily chart, Ethereum has been rallying for 12 consistent consecutive days. This has never happened before in the history of ETH. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, actually. 13 days, Ethereum has rallied. We have not seen that happen ever. In fact, it's very rare to see even nine green candlesticks in a row. Whenever you see a nine flash on TD Sequential, most of the times in that uptrend, there's one or two small little red candlesticks. It just wasn't strong enough to reset the TD Sequential. In this case, we got very overextended on the TD Sequential. In fact, even following today's $300 correction from the new recent high, we've still not reset TD Sequential. TD Sequential is still sitting here in overextended territory. We've been overextended on TD Sequential ever since the 29th of July. Now, guys, there's several things that we want to go into here. Number one, this rally indicates that there is a lot of exuberance on Ethereum. It indicates that there's a lot of excitement and uh, hope and uh, perspective on what the Ethereum market is doing. A lot of people have been very bored, frankly, over the last several months for cryptocurrency because there hasn't been much going on. We've been trading sideways down here between 1750 and 2200 on Ethereum and between uh, $30,000 and $30,400 on, on Bitcoin, a lot of people have been very bored. So a lot of people right now, as Ethereum started rallying, were chomping at the bit. They were just demanding and hoping and pleading that something was going to happen that they could jump on. And it has now happened. We believe here at this channel, and I, I believe anyway, I don't know about Tim, I think Tim does also, that we're in a strong uptrend now. Mm -hmm. We've set a new higher high. We had a local high before here at $2,400. We've now set a new local high at $2,700. So what happens next? Well, that is going to come down very much to EIP-1559, which we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But I want to lay more of a technical foundation even before we get there. There's a few things to take notice of out on the daily chart. On the daily chart, you can see the last two days we have been correcting and doing something called bearish convergence on the MACD. This is called bearish convergence because right now the MACD is bullish. The histogram is showing that. When you see the histogram is above the zero level, this means that we are in bullish territory for MACD. We can also see, however, that as the histogram is changing, we are seeing these two lines start to converge. So it's called convergence because they're coming together. It's bearish because they are moving in the direction that a bearish cross might happen, maybe over here, and then we could pull back. In case you don't know, the histogram is simply a visual representation of the distance between these two lines. Notice we weren't very far apart right over here, so the histogram was not very far apart. In fact, it's actually a one-to-one -one representation. I can show you right here this 
is the reason that the histogram is this height. If we do it like this, and we can move this up, boom, you see where the histogram is coming from. It's literally just moving it in a way that you can see it. So the histogram is showing that we're having a convergence on the, on the MACD, which indicates that we may be about to see some kind of larger correction. I don't really think that's going to happen, but it is something to keep our eyes on. RSI is also rallied up to 72. That is a good sign in the longer term, but actually a bearish sign in the short term. Let me explain. RSI rallying that high is a good thing in one sense because it means that if the market was bullish enough for us to get overextended and move above 70, it indicates to us that the bulls are very powerful. But on the flip side, it also says that we need to hold our horses. We need to correct a little bit and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So it's a, it's a double-sided coin right there. We're bullish, but also we're in need of a small correction, which is what we're seeing and that's what we were expecting. Now, a couple of other things out here on the daily chart to bring to your attention is this. We saw very obvious bullish RSI divergence. RSI divergence is kind of similar to what we're talking about with MACD, moving average convergence divergence. But what this means is that we're seeing divergence, meaning different um, bottoms on these charts. So notice how we have a low right here on Ethereum. I'm using candle bodies, not candlesticks here. Around $1,800 on June the 26th. And then we see a low right over here that is a little bit lower around 1740, 1730 uh, here on July the 20th. So those are lower lows. We have this downtrend forming. We also, however, have this uptrend forming on the RSI. That is what is known as classical bullish RSI divergence, and it is one of the things that we used to predict that there was a big rally coming. After a couple of days of this had started, we looked at this last week and we said, hey guys, there's bullish RSI divergence here. We should be going into an uptrend. And the good news is, for any of our shorter-term day traders out there, there's actually bullish RSI divergence down on the four hourly chart as well. We can see that there is an uptrending level of support that's just very clear here on the four hourly. And then there's also a very obvious downtrending level of support right here. This is what is also known as classical bullish RSI divergence, and it indicates that we're going to move to the upside. Now, one thing to point out, and this is very important because this RSI divergence is not complete yet. This bottom right here uh, around 2470 is tentative at best. I don't know, and I can't tell you for certain that this bottom is confirmed. We have pulled back quite a bit, but frankly, I would not be surprised if we need a little bit more correction. There's really two scenarios that I see here. Moving into the next couple of days as EIP 1559 comes up, even tomorrow, we might see a bigger correction and the EIP 1559 hype has died, or we might see another big rally and then the EIP 1559 hype will die. I think that one of these outcomes is most likely, but both of them likely end in some kind of rally. So whether or not we rally moving into EIP 1559 or not, the point is we need correction and then within the next week or so, we'll probably continue to the upside. Those are the two things to keep in mind here. In the next seven days, we need a correction. It might happen now. It might happen after EIP 1559. It doesn't really matter. And then after that shorter term correction that will last probably 10, 20, maybe 25%. And the next week or so, we'll probably see a much larger uptrend form. And I really do believe that we're going to be back at $3,000 relatively quickly here on Ethereum. So let's pump the brakes. Let's wrap all this up in a nice, neat bow. Let's make sure that we got all that because I did just cover a lot. And uh, I also want to read a couple super chats. And I also want to hear what you think about the chart, Tim. Where do you think we might be heading? Well, so here's the thing that I I need to to see happen before I can get a firm opinion. I need to see I I need to see what's going to happen. I, I have a suspicion that we're going to go up. I, I think the EIP fifty nine breaks. It's not, you know, it's it's 
we've seen news break where it, we definitely had the, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news, or sell the release, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The difference between that, though, and this, in EIP 1559, is this is actually a... This changes the game on what miners can do. This changes the game on what uh, investors can do. If you're buying, if you're selling, if you're holding, you know, I I don't know if this is going to follow the same pattern as normal things where we have the buy the rumor, sell the news. So in that case, people have been buying the rumor for a long time, yeah. and on its release, people are like, all right, let's, let me let me see a small pump and then you know take my profits. I think that actually potentially this might be a, a thing that makes the price go up because of its ability to scale Ethereum to yeah. make things cheaper. Or, not even necessarily make things cheaper because it will make things cheaper in the long run, but make prices more predictable. I think that's been a massive mm-hmm. issue with Ethereum over the last few months and frustration, honestly, that's prices. been holding it back yeah. is people just not ever knowing what it's actually going to cost to do anything with Ethereum because yeah. the prices are unpredictable. I remember one time back when he was still here, uh, Dasa went to remove some of his Ethereum and put it into a cold wall or whatever, yeah. and the prices were absolutely ridiculous. He had to just leave it because he's like, I, I'm, I, I would be taking, like, I've made a profit on my Ethereum investment. And if I pay those gas fees that I'll need to take, I'm going to end up being in a deficit. So I might as well just go ahead and leave it. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to see this as a refreshing, all right, fine, it's time. All those people out there saying Ethereum's going to flip Bitcoin, all the people saying Ethereum's the future, they're going to get finally at that sigh of relief. All right, I can stop just saying these things that we actually now see Ethereum making moves closer to ETH 2.0. Um, so I don't yeah. know, but like I said, I need to see. Like, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think a major rally is coming to Ethereum, and I think that we are going to be back up at and above three thousand dollars for all the reasons that Tim just said. The only thing that I'm worried about is rallying too quickly and us getting sure. ahead of ourselves. So that's why I'm saying that not only do I want this, what I want doesn't really matter. What I think is also still going to happen is that we're probably going to see a little bit of correction around this region. It might even just be sideways trading, and then we'll resume that rally. But here's the thing, also, guys, never under underestimate the power of the pumpamentals and the hype never ever ever underestimate the power of the cryptocurrency space to jump on a hype train and ride something to the freaking moon so i could be wrong we could watch this thing launch and then it launches us like a rocket ship going straight to mars i don't know i personally think we're going to see a little bit of consolidation i would love to hear what you think about it in the chat though and also by the way guys if you haven't already make sure to smash that like button let's see if we can't get to 750 likes here in the next few minutes we got 1700 people watching live and we very much appreciate everybody who is tuning in we have a couple of super chats, actually, Tim. Do you have those? I I've only seen one. There's only the one, actually. Okay, yeah, good, I got okay. it. So let me let me get that one real quick. We got one. It was actually in the before we started. From before Liberty we started. above all, saying for saving me some money with that Ethereum correction call yesterday, going hey. in much lower today. I owe y'all some coffee, Jedi Knights for life. I will take you up on that. I need some coffee. So he that was, I mean he's there's one that agrees with you that he thinks we're going to go a little bit lower. And I should wrong. I think for that day we could go a little bit lower. I'll, Although, as as Jeb was saying earlier, and I, I think you were simply talking about Ethereum. I don't even know. Did, were you on the Bitcoin chart at all? I, t- I mentioned it briefly and said okay. we talked about it yesterday. I mean, as overall, one thing that we have seen being a pretty reliable predictor, uh, I have yet to see us look at this and then not see the, the chart move direction is that R side divergence. Yeah. And that, that, that bullish, and it's not just barely bullish. It's you mean on massive. Ethereum? Ethereum, on Bitcoin. Yeah, no, I on, did show that. I'll show that almost, while you're talking. It's almost everything. It's almost like every single chart yeah, most of the is showing, showing, hey, it. guys, the entire crypto market is about to resume back upwards. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying resume upwards and, and increase by 50% or anything, but resume back upwards and, and continue that ascension up uh, bullish movement. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't even know. Are you on that? 
that chart right now? Yeah, I'm showing some of it. There's uh, there's definitely a lot of bullish RSI divergence going on on these charts right now, guys. Yeah. And the reason that this is so important is because RSI divergence, for whatever reason, very rarely gets ignored. Like, I have done, I mean, look, we've been running this channel for almost four years now. In November, it'll be the fourth birthday of the channel. I've been doing technical analysis on this market every single day for nearly four years now, over a thousand days. I have watched RSI divergence play out so many times, yeah. and it is almost always right. Now, it might not predict it is going to, the market might not rally as far as you would expect it to, but it almost always predicts correctly. It's very reliable, and it is yeah. calling for the entire it, market to rally. It is, it is slowly, in my young days of being a technical analyst, because Back in my day. I, do, I do enough technical analysis, I, I do use technical analysis, uh, analysis mm. to make my predictions and to make my money and to do everything I do. However, RSI divergence has become one of my favorite ones to use. Love it. Uh, right alongside Lex Algo, right alongside, you know, even someone was asking earlier, what is MACD? You know, give them a short answer. I know we have a full video on CT2A yeah. that describes MACD, but give them a short answer on what MACD yeah, is. Absolutely. People ask that question. So MACD is an acronym, and it, it's an acronym. It's, Hmm. The name of the indicator is MACD, and the word MACD is an acronym that stands for, actually, I think it's an, it'd be an initialism, I suppose, for moving average convergence divergence. Essentially, what it is is you have a 12 moving average of the chart, and then you take a 26 moving average and put it on top of it. We go into all of that detail on exactly how it's calculated in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, but essentially what MACD is is it's a moving average of a moving average, and then the way that those two moving averages work together, I'll show you on my chart right now, they will have crosses, and whenever you see a cross, like this, where this bluish line crosses below this orangish line. I'm colorblind, so forgive me if the colors are wrong there. You see what I'm talking about. This is what's known as a bearish cross. It indicates that prices are going to move to the downside, such as what we saw right here. Whenever we see a bullish cross like this one, then we're indicating that the market's going to move to the upside. So MACD is one of the most fundamental basic indicators that the vast majority of traders use. It has a large amount of adoption, so it's typically very powerful. There's many different signals that you can read in this indicator that will help give you an idea of where the market's going. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? That's the question. And if you guys want to learn more about MACD, we actually have an entire academy here where we teach you guys everything you need to know about technical analysis because I want to save you time. It took me thousands of hours to learn technical analysis on my own, but in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which you can see on your screen right here, we have nearly 40 videos. In fact, I think we have over 40 videos now because we're constantly updating this, mm -hmm. talking about everything technical analysis. And one of our videos right here is on MACD. It's actually 15 minutes long. I go into a lot of detail on how it's calculated, how to read it, how to use it, and how to profit from it. So if you're interested in that, you can check the link in the description box down below. We even have a couple of free preview videos here if you'd like to see if this is worth your while. By the way, guys, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't already, make sure to like the video. But also, if you've gone through CT2A and you are a Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy alumni, drop a one in chat. Tim, you've been going through CT2A. Has it been helpful for you? Absolutely. Um, like I said, all you need to do is go back to the Instagram uh, our Instagram channel, go look at my technical analysis on XRP. On XRP, the whole point of that video, which we I actually heard a rumor we might be doing more videos like that. Obviously, I can't be, be in them great. anymore, but we might be doing some more videos like with people around the office doing technical analysis that have no idea what they're doing. Uh, but yes, it, it's really funny to go back and watch that video. And it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because I'll literally watch the video and I'll I'll see things on the chart that I'll be like, oh, that's what XRP is doing right now. And but Back then, Tim had no idea what he was talking about, so I'm just making up absolute crap and yep. just make up as I go. So it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, that video was hilarious, guys. Follow our Instagram at CryptoJeb. It was a really funny video. <laughs> now, we've had another super chat come in from Rick4962. said, what is the best way to buy crypto banks drafts? Take a couple days, price changes, PayPal, 1000 a day with Coinbase. If you wanted 20, is that 20,000 20, plus, best way? 
So what is the best way to buy crypto bank drafts? Take a couple days. Yeah, so it's a I have no little idea run on. I have no idea what yeah, he's asking. Yeah, I'm not 100% certain what he's trying. Hold on. What is the best way to buy crypto bank drafts? I'm confused what he's asking. A thousand a day? I, I mean, I'm trying um, to break it down. What's the best way to buy crypto bank drafts? Take a couple days, price changes, PayPal $1,000 a day. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Rick. If you want to rephrase that, then we will. Do, we want to answer your question. I'm just yeah. not totally sure what you mean. Uh, it's why, yeah, Joshua Haynes mentioned CT2A. He said it's why uh, non-crypto Tim it's became kind of crypto Tim. Most of what you've learned in technical analysis, like we've had conversations about it, but the, the, yeah. the vast majority of what you've learned has been through CT2A. Oh, right? no, the, a lot of times it's actually pretty funny. You know, uh, Jeb. There's so much information too. That's that's the other thing is, yeah. it's impossible to always, always, always be cognitive of everything that's going on in technical analysis. Mm-hmm. So it, it, what's been really cool is going through the course, learning the things. These are things that Jeb teaches in the course, and then I'll come back to the charts and I'll be like, "Well, this is happening." And Jeb's like, "What do you mean?" And I'll show him on the chart. He's like, "Oh yeah, sure enough, that that is what happened." Yeah. So like the course contains can teach Jeb. It. You know, like yep. it's, yeah, I know. It's I a learned. great course. It's a great course. Yeah, no, we're constantly learning from it, guys. We got that repository of information. You just saw. I said, drop a one in chat if you love CT. CT2A, there's like 25 ones. Yeah. Um, Joshua Haynes says CT2A will change your life. Guys, if you want to learn more, the link is in the description box I mean, down below. And the other cool thing is it's not even finished being built. Like, oh, no. We, we got so many updating. updates. We're constantly adding videos. Like, it well, is, guys, yeah. I mentioned this on, I think, Friday's stream. I am currently in the process of recording one course video a day. Yeah. Now, it's going to be a while before you start seeing a lot of those launch because we got something fancy coming. But anyone who is in CT2A, you're going to have access to a lot of that. Like, there's a bunch of stuff coming out for CT2A alumni. You're going to get all kinds of discounts and coupon, and it's just going to be really cool. Yeah. We're really excited for it. Cannot wait. Anyway, we want to go ahead and move into our discussion here on EIP 1559. So I want to jump onto my screen and cover this a little bit. And then, guys, while I'm going over this, be thinking of your questions because in about five minutes, we're going to open the floor and we're going to answer some questions about EIP 1559. I know you guys are very excited for it, especially our Ethereum hodlers out there, which I am one of them. Almost 40% of my portfolio is in Ethereum, so I'm very excited about EIP 1559. I hold dozens. I might even hold over 100 Ethereum by now. I'm very excited for Ethereum, and I'm looking forward to this update. Let's read on. Ethereum prints record-winning streak as London hard fork looms. Ethereum has notched a 12, in fact, 13-day winning streak, the longest ever. We talked about that a little while ago. I'm going to jump down here to the EIP 1559 news, though. The so-called London hard fork contains four EIPs, Ethereum improvement proposals, of which EIP 1559 will act and, uh, activate a mechanism that will burn a portion of fees paid to the miners. So, right now, Ethereum is a proof-of-work cryptocurrency. What that means is that there are computers around the world that mine things called cryptographic hashing algorithms. Um, They use cryptographic, uh, cryptographic hashing algorithms to solve cryptographic problems. And when they do that, they mine Ethereum, create a block, and they get paid. They get paid the fees. Now, the fee structure is all over the place right now, and it's one of the things hindering the mass adoption of Ethereum. Because Anytime you want to send a transaction on Ethereum, the transaction has to be mined. So if you're building decentralized applications on the backbone of Ethereum and the transactions are too expensive, then all of a sudden your infrastructure is incredibly uh, incredibly expensive. Put it this way. What would the nation of America look like if there was a toll booth every five miles on every interstate in the, in, in the country? There's like... 150,000 miles of interstate in America. Imagine if there was a toll booth every five miles. How much more expensive would goods be, especially if those toll booths were really expensive? How much more expensive would your groceries be? Would oil be? Would cars be? Would everything that has to be transported be because the shipping costs are so incredibly expensive? That's essentially what we're dealing with right now on Ethereum. There's a toll booth every 10 minutes, and that, or every two minutes, whatever the block time is. I think it's two and a half minutes. 
There's a toll booth every two and a half minutes, and it costs money. And it makes it very difficult to build infrastructure. You know, toll booths are not very good for the efficiency of a road network. They generate money for the city that it's in, but it's not very good for commerce. And that's what we're seeing happen on Ethereum right now. What the problem is, is that not only are the fees very expensive, they're also very variable. Ethereum to, Ethereum right now can have one very low time period of fees and then one very high time period of fees. What EIP-1559 is attempting to do is to smooth out those variable fees, make them a lot more consistent, and on top of that, burn the Ethereum. Wait a minute, Jeb. It's going to burn the Ethereum? What do you mean by that? Well, Ethereum is constantly being generated from mining it. Whenever you mine Ethereum, new Ethereum is created and given to the miners. That's how new supply is introduced into the uh, tokenomic, the to uh, the economy of the cryptocurrency Ethereum. Now, what EIP fifteen fifty, what EIP fifteen fifty nine will be doing is not only smoothing out and making those fees less variable, more predictable. It's also going to be burning up to seventy percent of the supply increase on Ethereum. What that means is that the inflation of Ethereum is going to be dropping 70% is what is projected. That's a big deal. So let's read on here. The upgrade may end, the upgrade may bring Ether a store of value or deflationary asset appeal in the eyes of some investors, a narrative so far largely focused on Bitcoin. The top cryptocurrency supply is capped at 21 million and its per block issuance is reduced by 50% every four years. That's talking about Bitcoin. Under simulations run by Dune Analytics, the upgrade would have burned more than 2.9 million coins in 365 days if implemented a year ago, amounting to over a 70% net reduction in supply growth. So not only is this going to flatten out the fee structure and all that fee variability so that people are able to much more easily predict what the future is going to look like for Ethereum. It's also going to be a very important foundational component for Ethereum 2.0, which will be switching Ethereum from proof of work to proof of stake. Hopefully that'll be coming out in the next 24 months, but it is also going to lead to Ethereum supply growth slowing down, which the tokenomics say will help to boost the price. Remember, guys, supply and demand is a very simple thing. When supply goes up, demand goes up, the price stays the same. But if supply goes up, uh, excuse me, if the demand goes up, but the supply stays still, then the price massively goes up. Because whenever you see the demand goes up, but the supply goes uh, goes down or trade sideways or move sideways, I got my TA hat on right now, then the price naturally has to go up because there's not as much to go around. That's what we're looking at here on Ethereum. It's a very good thing for those three reasons. There's a lot of controversy around EIP 1559. I personally think it's a good thing. I'm looking forward to seeing it launch. But like I said, we want to uh, answer some questions on this topic. So I'm going to open the floor right now. Any questions you have, go ahead and let us know in the chat. The reason we're doing this is because number one, I want to try and interact with chat a lot more than we even already do. Super chat or not, we will answer your questions yeah. here for the next 10 minutes or so. And also, this is a complex topic that we want to help to break down through this mechanism. Uh, so first of all, in chat right now, uh, I don't know if you want to go to that chart. You know, people are saying Cardano's going nuts, going crazy. It's a dollar thirty-five. Great, great little rally. Uh, did it actually? Did oh, it ever yeah. touch one thirty-six? It is rallying. Uh, it did. It touched into oh, one thirty-six. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that is the hot. Got a topic buy signal on Lux right Algo now. right now. For anyone who is interested in what Lux is Algo is really? saying, there is a buy signal on the hourly chart for Cardano right now. Oh. Um, we're overextended, so I'd be careful, but it is definitely something that you could look at buying into. By the way, if you haven't signed up for Lux Algo, you should. A lot of everybody's buying, everybody's signing up and using Lux Algo right now, and they're loving it. Check it out. The link's in the description box. Well, that's below. the cool thing is if you're on the daily chart, you know, we just had that buy signal flash a week ago after not having one since, holy cow, we haven't had a buy signal since. Oh my gosh, May. May, and it's only a week old. On Cardano? 
on Cardano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see crazy. It. I'm showing it right now on screen. Crazy, so, yeah. crazy, crazy. No. Yeah. So that yeah, that's the first thing. Uh, you know, let's 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 look at that real quick because it was actually funny. You know, I, I I was telling Jeb this morning both Ethereum actually and Ethereum hasn't bounced back up into it yet. Which did I delete Ethereum? I don't know what I did there. Um, both Ethereum and uh, Cardano were in an ascending wedge that it looked like, you know, they had broken out of being bearish the way they're supposed to, but it looks like Cardano just bounced right back up into their wedge. What is your thoughts on what's happening on the charts with Cardano? I think Cardano is one of the craziest cryptocurrencies it in is. the entire ecosystem. It's it so hard to figure out what Ethereum, it's so hard to figure out what Cardano is doing. It's one of the reasons why I love Lux Algo because it helps to give you a better understanding of that and CT2A because it helps give you a better understanding of that. Boom. Uh, shameless self-promotion, I suppose. But either way, uh, Cardano right now, guys, is sitting just below its level of resistance. I'm, I'm just, by the way, for everybody who just asked questions, I'm going to talk about this for about one, maybe two minutes, and then we're going to actually come back to it. We had planned to talk about Cardano a little bit later on in the stream, so don't worry. We're going to get to both of those. But Cardano right now has a level of resistance around $1.35. It is currently, at the very moment that we're recording this, sitting around $1.36. We've had a massive uptick. I don't know if something big just broke in the news. Tim, maybe you can try and find something. I mean, someone um, just commented that some... I, I, I can't confirm that. Someone just commented that some thing in Japan. Yeah, I've seen a couple comments about Japan ADA, so that is something that I will continue to we'll look, look into up, that. and we will talk about in the future, but I, yeah. I'm i not going to just say like automatically that's true without finding a source talking about it. Yeah, so guys, we're actually, like I said, it's in our stream planning document. We're going to talk about Cardano a little bit later on, but I do want to go ahead and answer some questions on EIP-1559, especially since it's coming out tomorrow. I know a lot of people are very excited about it. If you're excited about this stream, make sure to smash that like button and consider subscribing. We go live 9.30 Eastern Standard Time every single weekday, and by the way, I will be on Ben's channel over on Around the Blockchain tonight, so make sure to tune in for that, but I'm going to jump on to... Uh, uh, the channel, so I can see some questions. I, I did. I did find. Okay, so I found an article yeah. from the Crypto Globe talking about Cardano is finally getting listed in Japan. Do you want to read that article or? Sure. Put yeah, it in the stream plan document. The document. Ew! Don't want that. Stop doing that. There we go. Um. Let's see. I'm putting at the end stream. I'm looking to see if there are any. Ethereum end of year. Um, so that's not an EIP-1559 question, but I will answer that. I think that Ethereum could very easily be over $5,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, I saw some people say 10000 some people say 20000 What are your thoughts on those more uh, I would be... So here's questions. the thing, guys. We've already built most of cryptocurrency on speculation. There's, not, there's a bunch of... <sighs> I'm not saying that in a bad thing. Cryptocurrency is supposed to be built on speculation. There's a lot of value going into Bitcoin, for example, based on people speculating that it will store value into the future. The issue with $20,000 Ethereum by the end of the year is that I don't think that there's enough fundamental usage of Ethereum yet to sponsor, uh, to, to support $2 trillion valuation on Ethereum in the next four months. I would be incredibly surprised to see Ethereum over $10,000. It can happen. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Like I said, never underestimate the power of the pump, mm. but I don't think it's going to happen personally. What is your more like uh, short-term price prediction for Ethereum? I think that Ethereum will be back over $3,000 in the next three weeks. Yeah. That's what I think. Okay, so you guys yeah. hear, heard it here. Because I saw people in chat saying, my prediction is Jeb doesn't give a prediction about Ethereum. That's my prediction. That's pretty, I gave a prediction is, in yesterday's yeah. video. <laughs> they just said for this video. So prediction, you heard right here, just to make sure people are clear, so no one is like, oh, he didn't even give a prediction. Okay. 3000 within the next three weeks. No. By the end of the year, Probably five thousand on the dot, a little bit over. Oh, a little probably under. over five thousand. Over under. Okay, over. Probably over five thousand, but not not quite to ten. Someone said, "Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. we're gonna be at 10. Yeah, somebody said, "Oh, oh good question. Is my Ethereum two or one 
I'm not sure what you mean by that, but is this a Ethereum 2.0 is not coming out right now. This is EIP 1559. Yeah, I, I, it's a stepping I, stone I, to it. Asking if the, the Ethereum he's holding is Ethereum 1.0 or 2.0. You're holding 1.0 right now because yeah. ETH 2.0 has not launched yet. Yeah, it's not until next year that 2.0 official launches. This is yep. simply a scalability ish thing for Ethereum. You know, to yep. make the gas, which, I, you know, what I was reading was it's going to make gas fees cheaper right now. Eventually, it's going to like this is not the end all be all for Ethereum because eventually the gas fees will rear back up, but it will make them predictable at all times. Yes. Having this style of it. Yep. Uh, so we, we had some super chats, but I also put that chat, that link in the chat. Do you want to do super chats first and then uh, jump onto that Cardano in Japan? News? Let's do the super chats first and then we okay. will jump onto that. All right. So let me think here. We got one from, we got one from Joe Dampier. He didn't say anything, but thank you, Joe, for donating. Thank you. Uh, Rick 4962 said, I have a limit. A thousand a day in Coinbase. What's the best way to buy? Bank drafts take too long to price to price changes. Okay, I that's see what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. I have a limit a thousand dollars a day with Coinbase. What's the best way to buy? Um, try and get verified at a higher level on Coinbase so that you can update that. Uh, you can also purchase um, over the counter. There's different ways to do over the counter trading. Um, I'm not. Personally, uh, I've never done over-the-counter trading. Any cryptocurrency I've ever bought has always been in um, in uh, something like a Coinbase or somewhere. Uh, you can also try um, Gemini is a good place. You can buy a lot over there. Kraken, I used to buy. You can do a bank transfer. Um, bank drafts take way too long. Price change. Okay, that's true. What I would also do is you can keep U.S. dollars or a stable coin in those platforms so you're not constantly moving money in and out of the exchange. You can leave money on the exchange so that you're not having to wait for those bank transfers. So I would... I would do a few of those things. You know, I, I saw a comment. This isn't a super chat, but I saw a comment in chat from Tonio Lindrago, I think. He said, that's a very conservative price range. Uh, let's be honest here. Hmm. I'm assuming with, with I'm assuming he's talking about Ethereum's price range. So here's the thing: we yeah. have a core value here at the company. And it's called integrity. I never give you guys a prediction that I don't fully believe in. And here's yeah. the problem: we rallied to $4,500 three months ago, and we crashed 45% in a week. Explain to me, person who is attacking my integrity. Maybe they're not. I don't maybe. know if they're attacking your tech. I think they're just saying joke, like, but, they're just uh, like being like, oh, you're being way too conservative. I, know, I yeah, was yeah. joking. <laughs> I was joking. Um, explain how in the next four months we're going to be able to justify a price of above $5,000 when we were barely able to justify $2,200 uh, $2, on Ethereum. That's the troubling thing for me. I love Ethereum, but Ethereum is desperate. And yes, I know about everything going on in Israel. I know about all the, all the stuff going on with Ethereum. The troubling thing for me with Ethereum is that it has a massive scalability issue right now. Ethereum is very much struggling to be able to do what it was built for. I love Ethereum, but if it can't do what it was made to do, which is to be a foundational layer so that you can build decentralized applications on top of, then it's not worth a whole lot. Which means, right now, a lot of its valuation is speculation that 2.0 will come out and it'll make Ethereum be able to actually do what it says it's supposed to do. Look, I'm a big investor in Ethereum. I love Ethereum. But right now, going above $5,000 is difficult to say. It could. I'm not saying that it's not going to go to six or seven. It very well may go to six or seven. I don't think it's going to go to 10 is all I said. I think it's going to go above five. I think it's going to be below 10. So I'm putting that somewhere in a range between five and eight. That's my prediction. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? What's your prediction for you? So I've told you before, I'm not yet at the level where I can really make long-term predictions. Uh, so... My my thing is, I think there's going to be a lot of volatility because crypto is still in a lot of volatility. So uh, mm -hmm. could it touch up to the 8,000, 10,000? 
absolutely. Could it come back? Could it go higher? I mean, like the, the truth is, if it gets to 20,000, which some people have predicted, I don't think it will. But I couldn't sit here and be like, wow, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because I don't have the knowledge yet to... I'll say that. It makes no sense for eight okay, to go 20K this I, year. I, I, I don't, it wouldn't make sense to my brain, but I also know there's a, for everything I know, there's probably three things I don't know. You Look, know? it's possible. It's possible. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I also think unless Ethereum, which some people think it will, unless Ethereum completely just breaks, because even even in the small windows where Ethereum and Bitcoin do slightly different things and Cortano does slightly different things, mm. as a whole, the, the crypto market moves with a range together. Mm -hmm. And so if Ethereum hit $20,000 by the end of the year, unless it just completely obliterated its hold to Bitcoin, wouldn't that put Bitcoin somewhere around like 600, 700? Probably. It, I'm not even doing my math right. It might well, I mean, Ethereum, to going million, to like, Ethereum going to 20K would be a 10X, basically. A 10X? Basically, 8X, 10X, just okay, call it so 10X 500, or like Around 500,000. So Bitcoin would probably 400, be at 500,000. 500, which means, which five, I don't see Which means, happening. guys, we would need to see five to six trillion dollars flow into the cryptocurrency space yeah. in four months. That's not happening. Yeah, I, that so to me, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of the growth. That's the reason why I didn't think it was going to get that high because I was like, I just don't know if we have enough momentum yet yeah. to get there. We would see f the thing is in the next four months, we would see five times the growth in four months that we've seen in the last 12 years. I yeah. don't, I mean, crypto can go parabolic, but I don't think it's going to go that parabolic, especially considering the bull markets have been getting smaller, uh, bull market after bull market, as a result of the market getting more mature. Don't think it's going over $10,000 this year. It, I think it will go it, over $10,000. Don't get me wrong. In the next couple of years, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Especially, by the way, let me put it this way. When Ethereum 2.0 launches, I fully expect Ethereum will be over $10,000 a coin. I do expect that, but it's not launching yet. I, I also <laughs> wonder how many of these... Uh, how many of these like ridiculously high price predictions come from people that are more wishful thinking who just want to get rich quickly? Because don't get me wrong, it's I think true. Ethereum at some point in time will hit twenty thousand. Yeah, I think that Bitcoin at some point in time will get over that five hundred. You know, I, I'm one of the people who believes long, long, long term Bitcoin is going to be multi million. Yeah, it doesn't mean by the end of the year, and it doesn't mean yeah. by tomorrow. It, it, it it takes yeah. time to grow. Look, there unfortunately there's a there's not much patience in cryptocurrency. We're a very and I say we because I'm I'm the same way, guys. I am not in any way saying like, oh, you guys are like this. I'm not accusing anyone of anything. But we in cryptocurrency are very fast paced. We like to move quick when we don't have a very good understanding of the word patience. It's a what eight nine letter word and it's a foreign to us because we are expecting, oh, Bitcoin yeah. rallied a thousand percent in three months. It'll do it again. If it goes up a thousand percent, it's at a million, you know. We need to learn that patience is key. And if you haven't watched the video uploaded on Sunday, go back and watch that video because in that video I talked about how the way that I got to where I am today. Because I'm not in the position most 20-year-olds are in. And I'm very blessed for that. I don't attribute that to any skill or talent on my part. I'm, that's the Lord above. Uh, the way that I got here is by what I just said, but also by the fact that I picked something and I bet on it and I stuck with it for years. Not months, years. I stuck with cryptocurrency for four years now. I've been, over, I've been in the space for over four years, which doesn't sound like a long time, but that's a third of the time that Bitcoin has even been in existence. When I got into crypto, it was less than a tenth of what it is at right now. I picked something and I bet on it. I didn't get impatient. I said, you know what? If I stick here long enough, eventually mm -hmm. something will work. And that's mm -hmm. what I need you guys doing. If you're newer to cryptocurrency, don't think about what's going to happen in the next three months. Think about what's going to happen in the next three years. Because Bill Gates once said, people often overestimate what they can do in a year, but they often underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Think about 10 years, not one year, and you'll be much better off for it. Smay, I know you yeah, want Smay to say something. Yeah. <clears throat> this right here, this is your time frame. You're going to talk a little bit louder. This right here is your time frame. 
This is where it realistically is. So this is where you're at. This is where it needs to be. All right, guys? This is where the price moves like that, not like this. Okay? Thank you. Thank you for simplifying that for everyone, Smay. We appreciate and, and, it. And to be fair, uh, you know, just finishing up my thought. It, it, I, I understand why people want to get rich quickly. I, yeah, you know, people have of needs now. People have things now. The the problem is, and this is the reason why a lot of people say like, oh, you know, the way to be rich is to go and be rich, and, and the rich can make rich. Get, the rich can make their money richer very quickly and very easily. It's true. The reason why is because they're patient, and I get it. They have a lot of money, so they can afford to be patient. But but if you, the everyday person, the average retail investor can just be patient with these things and not because because that's what I'm going to see when I see all these price predictions be 20,000 you know Bitcoin to 500,000 by the end of the year what that is is a massive expectation that if not met is going to scare a lot of people away from crypto like so so these high price predictions with almost nothing but feelings behind the reason these predictions were given are actually pretty detrimental to crypto and to long term success of every person be patient let it go slow it's actually as we talked about before it's better when it goes so we rallied way too quickly at the beginning of this year so we saw a massive crash that scared a lot of people away if we move slower and more predictably and and grow that's actually what's better long term we will get to those high numbers this will be life-changing wealth it yeah. just is going to take a little bit longer than one one week yeah look guys there's a you know think about there's a man He's been working in a in a job for a long time he's been working here for a very long time and he gets married and you know, they decide, the couple, they decide to go and start a business, and they're struggling for a long time. They struggle to make rent, they struggle to pay bills, they struggle to keep food on the table. And they struggle, and they struggle, and they struggle, and they found this business, and they, they one of them quits their job, and, you know, it's hard. And for a long time, they have to fight very, very hard to make sure that there's the lights on. And then a big break comes, and... Maybe it's not massive. Maybe it's something small, but something changes. And then all of a sudden, they're able to put food on the table. And then all of a sudden, they can save a little bit for retirement. And then the months and the years go on, and then they look at back and they say, okay, now we got some good money. We can take vacations. And then they start getting paid more and more. And then all of a sudden, wait a second. Honey, like, do you see what's going on here? We're getting overpaid. We're not worth this much money. And all of a sudden, they're making 100 grand a year. They're making 200 grand a year. They're making 500 grand a year. They're making a million a year. They're no different than you and me. They're no different at all. You know the difference between that couple that became very wealthy and where you or I are right now? The difference is they were willing to go through the pain for years. The reason that they became so successful and they're getting overpaid and they're saying to each other like, can you believe that? They're paying us $5,000 an hour. We're not worth that. What do you think? Let's keep the charade up so that we can Mm -hmm. keep this going. The way that they did that was because they were willing to go through the pain. They were willing to go through it for years. That's my story. Mm-hmm. I made a video every single day on YouTube for eight months, and I didn't make a dime. And believe me, I needed every penny I could get. I was flat broke. I needed to get out of the situation I was in. I worked for a couple of years on this channel before it started taking off. Every single day, I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into this. And now it's growing exponentially, but I didn't get here overnight. Every overnight success story has 10 years of hard work behind it. And if you want to be successful in cryptocurrency, I encourage you to do two things. Number one, be patient. Number two, invest in yourself. The patience I can help lead you to, but I can't actually make you be patient. What I can do is encourage you in this. Patience is a virtue, and it will help you so long as you're on the right track. And the second thing I can do is I can help to expedite 
life that journey by teaching you things like technical analysis. That's yeah. why we have the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. That's why I take the education that we do here so seriously because cryptocurrency can make a difference in your life, but only if you're willing to be patient and invest in yourself, and then it will come. You're not going to get rich betting on a moonshot. You're going to get rich betting on yourself and being here long enough. Ran over. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of super chats. Let's up do on. it. That was a, a big concept, though. Like I thought, I, I'm glad we camped on that for just a second. Yeah. Uh, we have another one from Bob. Bob is. Let's go, Bob. Love you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. He said thoughts. Question mark. Bitcoin rallies, then Ethereum rallies, now Cardano rallies. Can we all remember when that happened last? Possible chart wide crash incoming after all this profit harvesting. I fear. Mm, maybe I don't. So there's so much fundamentally going on right now. There's so many people pouring back into cryptocurrency. I think that. I think that we're going to be okay. Uh, I. I don't think that we're going to see a massive dump. I definitely think we're going to see 5 to 10% more. I don't think we're going to see a massive dump, though, just personally. Thank you for that donation, Bob. Yeah. Uh, and I can't speak to profit harvesting or any kind of market manipulation like that because I just don't have any information on it. So, yeah. We had a, we had a donation from Omer Zone. No words, just Omer Zone donated. So, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Uh, another one from Matt C saying, Hey, Jeb, can you see Ethereum decoupling from Bitcoin in the next year or will Bitcoin continue to dictate how the entire market moves? Kind of talked about that. Yeah. So, ago. that is a. I think Ethereum will eventually decouple from Bitcoin. The question is when, not if, in my opinion. Mm. I think that it's going to be a matter of Ethereum 2.0 launching ethereum is seeing mass adoption of its technology because right now guys we just got to be honest a lot of the value in bitcoin and in ethereum is speculation on future results yeah. now bitcoin that's completely fine because bitcoin is designed to be a store of value that's the whole point of a store of value you don't buy gold so that you can go and do something with it. you buy gold so you can speculate on it continuing to have value i don't have a problem with bitcoin being mostly built on speculation that's the nature of a store of value ethereum on the other hand has a problem it's mostly built on speculation of future results and ethereum 2.0 has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and it hasn't happened yet. Again, I am a big investor in Ethereum. I love Ethereum. So whenever we see Ethereum 2.0 come, then that's when we might start seeing decoupling. That's when I think that that's going to happen at the earliest. I, I, I think even adding on to that, I think even more so what's going to what we need to have that happen is education. Oh, yeah. I think there's a large amount of people who are invested heavily in crypto who still don't really know what it is. So they they've kind of have split their portfolio like okay for example mark cuban published his portfolio you know obviously ben published a portfolio mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of people that really want to understand crypto that don't but they understand its value so they want to invest in it so what they do is they look at other people's portfolios and they do the exact same thing yeah they split i have a thousand dollars to invest in crypto well uh mark cuban has 50 percent bitcoin 30 percent ethereum 20 you know blah, blah, blah. okay well, i'm gonna do the same thing and mm -hmm. I'm just going to follow the percentage. And, yeah. and so due to that, you're going to see the things go similarly. When people understand and educate themselves on the difference between the projects, that is when we will see the projects almost become their own entities and their own things. So in case you guys didn't know, Tim was, before he came and worked for us, uh, he was running his own personal training business. I was one of your first clients, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, you used to always complain about all the different workout plans and stuff on Instagram. And the reason, and I, I want to hear your take on this. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I know that, put it this way, someone who's just been working out for three months versus someone who's been working out for 10 years, what would it look like if the person who's been working out for three months was trying to follow the plan that the dude's been working out for 10 oh, years? No, oh, yeah, like? I, I hear you saying. There's nothing that frustrates me more than a 
person that has never lifted before watching like an, a, a, an athlete competing at like Mr. Olympia and trying to do the identical exercises mm-hmm. and then getting frustrated like, oh, why, you know, why are they getting so they have spent and, and this is this is reality. When you work out, one of the biggest things you can do is learn how to control every single muscle and learn how to control all of your neurons because there's actually there's actually a study shown that if you uh, what was it? If you watch somebody benching like really heavily, mm-hmm. you actually something gets triggered in your brain that activates your chest muscles, hmm. right? So you actually they've actually shown studies that like people who watch heavy lifters can actually improve their their muscle hmm. uh, activation. And the cool. reason why is because it's so crucial that your brain connects with the neurons of every muscle. Because for example, let's take bicep curls for example. That's one of the ugliest workouts I've seen people do mm-hmm. because they watch these massive guys with huge biceps throwing the weight around. And the problem is, is those guys have been lifting for 20, 30, maybe even 40 years, and their brain to bicep connection is ridiculous. Even though they're swinging, they understand, man, I'm swinging because this weight is heavy, but I am still connected to my bicep. Versus the newbie who goes in there and lifts, he just thinks get weight from point A to point B with whatever way necessary. They never connect to the bicep. And what they do is they end up using their lats and their shoulders just to swing the weight up. It's it's very frustrating because it is a a full thing. You can't just copy an expert and do it the same. You got to know what you're doing. And the point is here, guys, and what what we're getting at is that there's a lot of people who are at step one and they're trying to do step 20 and then they get frustrated when step 20 doesn't work out because you're at step one. You know, for example, if I so I'm a business owner, we have 11 employees. We've done a lot in the last four years. We're doing pretty well for ourselves. But if we tried to launch 10 new shows in the next 10 months, we would go bankrupt because we cannot afford all of that. Now, in five years, when we have an entire network and all kinds of stuff going on, we got a bunch of hosts with running a bunch of shows. And yeah, that might be what we want to do. We can't do that now because we're at step five. We're not at step 40. That's what a lot of people in crypto do. They try and pretend or think or or get misinformed that they're at step 50. When they're not, they're at step one. Mm-hmm. Guys, if you just got into cryptocurrency, you should be worried about making a Coinbase account. Not perfect portfolio management and everything. And by the way, Mark Cuban is a very wealthy guy. I would not follow his portfolio. He doesn't know the hell what he's doing in cryptocurrency or else he wouldn't be adopting Bitcoin. Now, he's a good businessman and he knows how to get people to do certain things so he can make money off of it. But he's not the kind of guy to be looking at at portfolio management. Be looking at somebody who's been in crypto for a while. Anyway, we've been off on about five tangents. What we're going to do is we have have a bunch of super chats to read. (laughs) This article, I haven't even had a chance to read it on Cardano. It looks like it broke while we were live. I will make a video about this if it's interesting. Uh, for this afternoon's video. So look forward to that. That'll come out in the next several hours. Yeah, we got another one from T. Davis saying, Jeb, where do you think Bitcoin come, where do you see Bitcoin coming down, back down after this bull run if it hits 100,000? Well, traditionally, thank you very much for that donation, T. Davis. Um, traditionally, after bull markets, you will see that Bitcoin will pull back 60 to 80%. I could see Bitcoin after it, if it tops out at perfectly 100K, I could see it pulling down to 45, 50, 55, somewhere in that territory. I don't think it'll be as deep of a correction as before. Because frankly, I think 100K is more justified than 20K was in 2017. So I could see a 50% retracement, something like that, maybe even a little bit more. And it'd probably be, um, probably last a year to 18 months, is what I would say. Okay. Uh, Moving on, Sabrina Peters said helium mining, question mark, miner. 
Miner is not coming till end of September. Should I cancel? What do you think about Pi mining on your phones? Will Pi go anywhere? I'm not familiar with either one of them, to be honest with you, so it's hard for me to give a good take on that. I do believe that mining is a very is a great thing, and I think it's incredible when people participate in the network, but it's got to be profitable. It really comes down to, is it secure? Is it profitable? Is it worth your time? It, it really is that simple. Um, as far as should you cancel, I don't, I don't know the... Um, I d look, I don't know the situation you're in, so I couldn't really tell you. Um, by September, I can tell you this. The um, the difficulty on Bitcoin is probably going to be at least 20% higher than it is right now, so keep mm. that in mind while you're calculating your profits. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for you on that. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Another one from Rick4962 saying, Bitcoin ATMs in Tennessee are several thousand higher than spot prices. What's up with that? So everybody around the world, give us some input on that because I've I've seen the same thing in my hometown. I can't speak to anywhere else. I was in Tennessee a while ago, but I didn't see, I wasn't looking at any of the ATMs. Um, normally, ATM prices for Bitcoin ATMs are quite a bit higher than spot prices. And the reason is because, frankly, the dude that runs the ATM is trying to make money. Yeah. And a lot of times people that are buying from Bitcoin ATMs are newer to the space or they're buying it for the long run they don't care um or they just don't have an option because they're underage or something like that a lot of times it's a result of frankly some kind of manipulation on the price um i personally would never use a bitcoin atm i never have i never will except for maybe as a gag like hey look i'm working with a bitcoin atm it's a new thing um but yeah i would say it's probably one of those yeah okay uh moving on we got one from okay so the crypto badger said I, I saw a comment earlier they were, they were asking you to go back and look at this I don't know if we'll have time to do it today but he said price of Bitcoin August of 2017 it hit twenty it hit $5,000 all time high back then gotcha. I watched it happen what was the what's the relevance of him making that statement I have no idea okay. <laughs> gotcha. I just remember I know he has he had a question so I, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt I just don't remember exactly I think I saw someone say they got into crypto at okay. August 2017 maybe gotcha. it was him thank you for the donation uh, David Breeze said what advice would you give us in the stock market if the stock market crashes or if the u.s makes their own digital coin what do what to do with your crypto if worst happens so first of all if the u.s makes their own digital coin a cbdc is the exact polar opposite of cryptocurrency cbdcs yeah. are very centralized cryptocurrencies are not they have two completely different use cases so i'd be very surprised to see a cbdc actually realistically competing with bitcoin or at least the people holding bitcoin that know what they're holding it for which unfortunately isn't everybody in crypto we want to help with that education um and that's not a slide against anyone we just you know people are new to things so um cbdc's i don't think pose a big threat as far as what happens if the stock market crashes um if the stock market crashes frankly it's probably going to be a good thing for bitcoin not in the short term but in the long run put it this way when the stock market crashed in march of last year bitcoin dumped 50 percent in a day what followed was the biggest rally that we'd seen in a very long time. We saw Bitcoin rally 20x in 12 months, and a lot of that came from people being scared of the stock market. Mm. So I think that it'd actually be a good thing for crypto in Gosh, the longer we got, run. We, we have so, so many super chats. So many super chats. I'm gonna, we're going to kind of speed through these. Uh, Mauro Cabrera says, where does the money go... Where does the money go to when I buy Bitcoin or other crypto assets? Yeah. By the way, thanks for everyone listening. Uh, thanks... By the way, thanks for everything. Listen to you guys every morning. There Thank you, you very much. So, yeah, put it this way. Um, whenever you buy a car, who gets that money? The dealer gets the money, but then the dealer also had to buy the car from the car manufacturer. So the car manufacturer gets some of the money. And then the car manufacturer had to pay uh, all the vendors and all the suppliers and all the workers. So mm -hmm. uh, it goes to all of that, and it trickles down. In cryptocurrency, basically the only person you're paying is the person holding the crypto, right? The reason that the value has been going up over time is because people are trading it for more and more and more. And in general, people are buying it higher than they were selling it. Uh, they were buying it originally so it's um 
the price generally goes up. All the valuation is going to the person that you're buying it from. So if you're buying it from an exchange and you pay $50,000 worth of Bitcoin, then the exchange is giving you $50,000 worth of Bitcoin and they get to pocket the money. Yeah. Yep. Next one from Juan Pidahita saying, if I want to switch from Binance where I have 90% of my portfolio and I want to go to BlockFi, how will that affect the original price I bought it at? And is there any recommended exchange for long term? It shouldn't affect it at all, the price. All you would be doing is um, you'd have to pay a transaction fee to move it over there. But other than that, it shouldn't affect the price. As far as uh, is there any recommended exchange for the long term, uh, I would, if you're looking to hold cryptocurrency long term, hold something on a cold wallet. So a Ledger is a good example. We have Ledger affiliate links down below. And I think there's a discount down there. I might be wrong. Uh, but Ledger are good products. We hold all of our cryptocurrency on Ledger products. Um, the reason that you want to hold on Ledger products is the whole idiom, uh, not your keys, not your coins. Ledger products and Trezor also, but I like Ledger a little bit more. I've just used them more. Uh, they will hold it in a very secure fashion. Uh, yeah, so I would check that out. Yeah. We got one from Simon Hansen saying S2F, so at the stock to flow chart says bullish. RSI says bullish. Not that this matters long term because we all know Bitcoin goes up anyhow. Love the show. That is all accurate. <laughs> that is all very yeah. accurate. S2F, stock to flow. Uh, we actually have a video coming out relatively soon, probably the next three weeks to CT2A on stock to flow. It's predicting 100K Bitcoin relatively soon. So yeah, We're trying to get through these as fast as possible. Yep. Every time I read one, I think I see another two pop up. I know. There's so many. Thank uh, you, guys. Lendl, <laughs> Lendl Y2Z says, hey, <laughs> hey, Jeb, you mentioned that there's an RSI divergence, but do you see a bear pennant on the ETH as well, which will form a H at head and shoulders perfectly. What do you think about it? I might be wrong. Please advise. Yeah, yeah. Good question, Lindell. So what I see on there, I can show you really quickly. There is a pennant forming, but it looks a lot more like a bull pennant than a bear pennant. Yeah. And the reason is because it's showing up in an uptrend. So a pennant, uh, whether it's a bull or a bear pennant, is dictated by... Um, you might be talking about like 15 minute charts. Let me look at that and make sure I'm not wrong. So there is like a little bear flag showing up right here. This is definitely predicting a little bit lower price action. I can't go into too much detail on that right now. We're also seeing a diamond pattern here on Ethereum that did uh, break to the downside, but it was um, it was technically predicting a bullish breakout because it was moving to the upside, but we did break to the downside here. Uh, I personally think that Ethereum, I've talked about what I think on Ethereum. I think that we are um, head and shoulders pattern. There is a head and shoulders pattern down there. Yeah. Um, um, I think that we're probably going to need a little bit more of a correction on Ethereum, but I think the bottom's close. Put it that way. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Eddie Parrott says, how many likes to unlock Smay? Uh, 10 million. Oh 10 my million. Gosh, yeah, no. we need 10 million likes. We, hopefully, that, hopefully that mic comes in soon. That is yeah, so dumb. We got something coming. <laughs> All right. We're, we're getting close to the end. The Crypto Badger. So he he chimed back in to clarify. He said for the Helium question. Uh, all right. No, he did twice. Okay, he has two of them. So he, two different things. For the helium question, check out Yosk Coin. Uh, he covers it. Yosk Coin. Yosk Coin, I think. Uh, he shows it shows his profits. They were massive, but also got massively adopted, so you will see minimal gains. Hmm, interesting. Um, okay. First one. His second one is, in August 2017, Bitcoin was doing its hard fork. We dipped then... Uh, we dipped, then did the run to 5,000, scarily similar to what ETH is yeah, doing. Yeah, so in August 2017, what he's talking about, for anybody who doesn't remember, that was when the Bitcoin Cash hard fork happened. That was literally a month after I got into crypto. I remember it like it was yesterday. Bitcoin Cash hard forked. Um, Bitcoin itself had nothing changed. Bitcoin Cash hard forked off. In this case, what Ethereum is doing is that the main chain is going to be, we're hard forking the chain, and there's going to be, the main chain is going to be the thing that forks off, whereas on, in August of 2017, 2017, it was Bitcoin Cash that forked off, so it's a little bit different. Um, it, it's similar, but I don't think we're going to see as big of a dip as we saw back then. <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading There's so the, many. I'm reading the, the comments and all this stuff about Smay. It's pretty funny. I know. Um, like, we need a Smay sighting real quick to make sure he's still alive. Smay, you alive? 
Oh, oh gosh. Is Smay okay? Oh, my gosh. Kim, should we be worried? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another one from Gustavo and said, thoughts on Neo or ontology? I haven't looked into either one of them in over two years. I remember back in the day I used to talk about them. I'm not familiar with them anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um... Last one I see, Firelife84 says, I understand Cold Wallet, but why wouldn't you put it on BlockFi or something along the same lines to earn APY interest long term? So two reasons. Number one, if it's in BlockFi, then you don't have control of those cryptocurrency keys. Uh, And number two, BlockFi is currently under investigation by five different states in the United States for running us, um, for dealing in unlicensed securities. So I don't have a problem with BlockFi. I think there's, I think it's okay to have your money in there and earn that APY. They're doing like four, uh, like 8% right now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Number one, I don't think that that APY is sustainable. Um, And number two, I personally prefer security over passive income for my crypto. That's the way that I do it. But of course, I'm not you. So that's uh, entirely up to you. Just make sure that any decision you make is is well informed and you know what you're doing. And then go to town. Isn't there a a saying about the keys? Not your keys, not your coins. Not your keys, not your crypto. Guys, that I believe is all of the super chats. We very much appreciate you guys tuning in. We are a minute away from when we're technically supposed to be wrapping it out. By the way, before we wrap out, if you enjoyed today's video, make sure to smash that like button and also consider subscribing to the channel. We go live 9.30 Eastern Standard Time every single day. You can join the Jebi Nights by following us on Reddit, r slash Jebi Nights, J-E-B-B-I-K-N-I-G-H-T-S. And uh, also make sure to... Uh, follow us. Don't pick Shmay. <laughs> <Don't, laughs> how did John, John Fennell, Fennell just say don't pick on Shmay? Oh my gosh. Uh, we have a person. I don't think Greg is watching. I think he's driving up here right now. Oh my god. Greg uh, doesn't know what Shmay's name is. Yeah, he, he always doesn't. calls him Shmay. He calls him Shmay. So uh, if you want a name change to Shmay just to make Shmay. Greg feel good, let us know. I'm, I don't think that's going to pass. I think there's too many loyal Shmay fans there's too many Shmay that fans. will not let that happen. But yeah. it, it cracks me up. It is pretty funny. Greg's yeah. our head of sales and curriculum development. He cannot. He does he not know how to right. say Smay's name. No, it's really funny. We were having a meeting yesterday, and he was like, he was bragging on one of our employees, and it was really nice. Everything he was saying, and he went on for like five minutes. He was on the phone. Nobody told him that she wasn't in the room. It was really funny. Uh, anyway, guys, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure to smash that like button. Also, make sure to follow us on our socials at Crypto Jeb over on Twitter and Instagram, and at Crypto Jeb Official over on TikTok. That's all we got for you today. I will look into this Cardano news, and if it's interesting, I'll make an afternoon video on it. We'll have something coming out in the next couple of hours anyway. Before I go, though, guys. I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.